सो नाउ वी विल डिस्कस अबाउट एच आई वी टेस्टिंग एंड इशूज इन्वॉल्व सो इट इज़ एजेंशियल दैट वी लर्न अबाउट द वेज एंड मीन्स ऑफ फाइंडिंग आउट वेदर वन इज इन्फेक्टेड और नॉट फिजिशियंस अक्रॉस द वर्ल्ड यूज सर्टिन इस्टेब्लिश्ड एंड अप्रूव्ड वेज ऑफ टेस्टिंग पीपल टू फाइंड आउट डिटेल्स अबाउट वेरियस डिजीजेज सिमिलरली फॉर एच आई वी एड्स टू देर आर सर्टिन टेस्ट विच विल हेल्प टू आइडेंटिफाई दी एच आई वी स्टेटस ऑफ अ पर्सन सो द ओनली वे टू कन्फर्म वेदर वन हैज़ एच आई वी इन्फेक्शन इज टू डू एन एच आई वी टेस्ट मीयर सिम्टम्स ऑफ द डिजीज इन अ पर्सन अलोन आर नॉट इनफ टू कंक्लूड दैट वन इज एन एड्स पेशेंट पीपल हु हैव एक्सपोज दैमसेल्व टू हाई रिस्क बिहेवियर और सच सिचुएशंस मे गो फॉर एन एच आई वी टेस्ट हाउ such person may have to seek the opinion of counselor social worker psychologist physician or a family doctor there are various ways one can get infected similarly all the body fluids also contain hiv virus however the test that is used to diagnose hiv infection detects the antibodies to the virus blood is usually used for hiv testing it is mandatory for a hospital to seek the consent of a person for testing his or her blood for hiv at the same time maintaining strict confidentiality regarding test result is very important because of the stigma and taboo attached to hiv aids hiv virus and hiv tests viruses are the smallest living being known to man living matter consists of two nucleic acids known as dna deoxyribonucleic acid or rna ribonucleic acids viruses are an exception they contain only a single nucleic acid human immunodeficiency virus hiv is an rna virus a protective coat covers the nucleic acid it is made up of chemical substance that are called as glycoprotein or polyprotein this cover is called as the envelope or eve In the case of HIV the envelope consists of glycoprotein the HIV also contains an enzyme known as a reverse transcriptase reverse transcriptase synthesizes DNA from RNA the gene that control these functions are known as gag pole and eve genes if you recall you will remember that protein synthesis takes place in the cell dna present in the nucleus of the cell activates rna rna assembles the amino acid to form proteins reverse transcriptase enzyme that is present in the hiv produces dna from rna it goes goes one step backward in protein synthesis that is dna from rna hence it is called as a retrovirus now what is the reaction of the virus in the body When a microorganism enters the body the body recognizes the protein present in the microorganism as a foreign protein this foreign protein is known as the antigen to neutralize the protein the body produces chemical substances these substances are known as antibodies antibodies interact with the antigens to form complexes and they neutralize the antigens the body takes about 4 to 6 weeks to form the antibodies against infecting microorganism the same process takes place when a person becomes infected with hiv virus now 
detection of HIV infection. It is very difficult to grow or to make a culture. The virus under laboratory conditions. In the laboratory, the virus is grown in a suitable growth media. This process is called a viral culture. It takes about six weeks for the culture to become positive and it is costly. Hence, HIV virus is not cultured. A simple and effective test in, is necessary to detect the presence of HIV in the body. We use the presence of antibodies against the HIV virus to detect its existence. What is window period? Once the virus enters the body, it starts to multiply. During this process, the test does not detect the virus. The patient is highly infectious. After 6 to 8 weeks, the body produces antibodies. The test becomes positive. This period, when the patient has the infection and the test is negative, is called as the window period. Similar situation may occur in a terminally ill patient when his body cannot produce antibodies. The test will be negative while the patient will have the infection. The test turns out negative because it takes 6 weeks for the antibodies to form. In the terminal stages, the immune system may be destroyed so that there are no antibodies produced by the body. Now what are the types of tests to detect antibodies? To test for the antibodies, two different types of tests are used. They are ELISA, enzyme-linked immunosorbent assay test and western blot test, ELISA test. ELISA is easy to perform and is cost-effective. It is also reliable and sensitive. The basic principle of the test is to detect the antibodies against HIV virus that are present in the blood of an infected person. Method. Microplates with the viral antigens are used. Serum from the patient's blood is added to the viral antigens. If the serum contains antibodies against the virus, an antigen-antibody complex will occur. An antibody to the antigen-antibody complex and a chemical are added to test. Depending on the color change, the reaction is reported as positive or negative. Types of ELISA Different types of ELISA are in use. They are based on the ways in which viral antigens are obtained. Viral antigens can be obtained by three different methods, namely whole viral lysate, recombination DNA and by synthetic polypeptide. At present, only synthetic polypeptide is available in the market. Second, Western blot test. This test is also based on the same principle. Viral antigens are layered on to a nitrocellulose paper. Patient's serum is placed at one end of the strip. The paper is charged with electricity for 24 hours. Antibodies move along the paper and interact with the antigens. Depending upon the molecular size, the antigen-antibody complex move to different areas. These patterns are compared with the standard pattern produced by the HIV to declare the test as positive antigen-antibody reaction should occur at all the three regions, that is, GAG, pole, and EVE. If there is reaction only in one or two regions, then the test is considered to have shown an indeterminate result. The test has to be repeated after six weeks. Sensitivity and Specificity 
what do sensitivity and specificity specificity mean any test that is done to detect a disease does not always correctly detect the disease at all times similarly it does not always rule out the disease this is an inherent property of the test sometimes the test may be positive even when the person does not have the disease this is known as false positive test similarly the test can be negative even when the patient does not even when the patient does have the disease this is known as a false negative report sensitive test a sensitive test will detect all the cases that have a remote possibility of having the disease it will detect all false positives to use a test for screening for a disease it should be very sensitive a sensitive test showing a negative result confirms the non existence of the disease whereas a positive test result will not confirm the diagnosis specific test a specific test will detect all the cases that do not have the disease it will detect a high number of false negative tests if a test has a high specificity then the presence of the disease is confirmed the test that are used to detect hiv should have a high sensitivity and high specificity specificity analyze a test has a sensitivity of 90% and a specificity of 99% a false positive elisa may be due to liver disease and recent influenza vaccination we have to be careful while interpreting a test to detect hiv now the very important part in hiv testing is pre test and post test counseling what is the need for counseling conveying a positive hiv result to an affected person is a very serious matter as you are already aware a positive test result is like passing a death sentence on that person it is also like passing a moral judgment on that person as the commonest mode of acquiring this infection is through the sexual route morality of the affected person is very often judged there is stigma attached to this disease in the society hence the test result may upset the patient a patient may have varied reaction to positive test results he may be shocked he or she may not believe the report that is denial or he may become anxious about his future become scared depressed or angry sometimes these reactions can have bad consequences so that he or she may decide to end his life or become careless and spread the disease to other persons a patient will have different coping mechanism to counter the shock he she may like his or her family and friends to know about the disease or he or she may like to hide the fact before the test is conducted the mindset of the patient has to be tuned such that he or she is able to cope up with the test result hiv disease can also be termed as a disease of behavior a person's behavior puts him her at a risk to get infected if the disease has to be controlled then a person's behavior needs to be changed to achieve all these objectives a person has to be counseled pre pre test counseling Among all the types of counseling, pre-test counseling is the most important. It helps to establish a rapport between the patient and counselor. It also helps the counselor to gauge the patient. It may be the only contact that a person will make with the health system and it may be the only opportunity to educate the patient about HIV. In the long run, it will help the counselor to build a rapport with the client. Steps in pre-test counseling. Making the patient comfortable. It is essential to establish a 
good conduct and contact with the patient during this process try to make the patient comfortable try to explore the patient's family occupational educational and social background second step is reason for testing it is good to find the reason why that person seeks an hiv test many patients who are anxious will try to get the test done it is also essential to inquire about the practices that may make the person prone to get the infection that is high risk behavior inquires about blood transfusions and for drug abuse preliminary inquiries should be made about sexual practices sexual practices of person is a very private and personal matter unless the patient trusts the counselor he or she will not reveal it these inquiries should be made so that risk practices can be identified and the patient can be helped third step is concepts and misconceptions patient may already have some concepts of hiv aids try to explore them many times they may be wrong and misleading and fourth step is clarifications about hiv and aids tell the patient about hiv and aids it is essential for the for them to know the differences between being hiv positive and having aids it is it is helpful to draw a line diagram of the natural history of hiv disease this gives them the hope that all is not lost and that they have some years of life left which can be used productively it is necessary also to tell the patient about hiv and what it does to human body patients may not know about the immune system to understand the immune system simple examples from day to day life must be used the examples could be tailored to meet the occupation of the person if the patient is a farmer then the example of protecting the crops can effectively be used ask the patient to imagine that he she is guarding his her field ask him or her as to what he she will do if somebody tries to rob the crop or destroy the crop then ask the patient as to what will happen if the person becomes progressively blind deaf and lame etc in the process of fighting the enemy then tell him her that similar things occur in the human body to explain about hiv in body examples of common symptoms and common diseases can be used a normal person will experience symptom of fever or loose stools for a few days 3 to 4 days an hiv infected person who is asymptomatic will also have the same duration of illness when the person becomes symptomatic the duration of the disease will be longer that is 2 to 3 weeks if the person develops aids the symptom will last for longer time 1 to 2 months patient will have some knowledge of the symptoms of common disease cough sputum which contains blood fever and weight loss is commonly seen in patient with pulmonary tuberculosis you can use the patient's knowledge to illustrate tuberculosis in hiv infected patients fifth is about health education pretest counseling may be the first and the only time when a person may come in contact with the healthcare system a, a physician must not miss this opportunity to educate the patient about the preventive aspects of the disease clarify about the test during the pretest counseling it is essential to tell a patient that elisa test is a test for antibodies that are present in the body a negative test will not rule out disease the test has to be repeated after a few weeks you can explain details about the window period and the need for protecting self and others from getting infected practicalities of the test a person 
should also be told some practical details of the test like the cost, location of the laboratory and the time taken for obtaining the result. You have to find these details from the laboratory where you will send your patients for the test. Coping mechanisms. As the counseling proceeds, you will be able to assess your patient better about the coping cap capability of the patient with bad news. This can become very valuable at the time of the post-test counseling. It is also necessary to find out from the patient about the people to whom the result can be revealed. Confidentiality. Assure the patient that the test result will be kept confidential and will not be revealed to any other person without his or her expressed consent. If the patient does not want his or her test to be revealed, then it should not be revealed to any unauthorized person. Find out the person to whom she or he wished to reveal the test result. Very often a close family member or a friend becomes the first choice of the patient. It is always better to motivate the patient to reveal his or her status to someone close to him or her. Consent. Ideally, after this session of counseling, a written consent should be obtained. This often does not occur in practice. A return appointment for the test result should be made. The patient should be made to understand the need for a return visit, even if there are chances that the result can be negative. Post-test counseling in the case of negative test. When the patient comes for the result, he or she may get a negative result. If the result is negative, then the patient has to be reminded about the window period. If the patient has some high risk behavior, he or she must be asked to repeat the test after six months. He or she must also be told about the ways in which he or she can reduce the risk of acquiring the infection. While talking about the negative test result, it should be explained that the test for antibodies. A negative test does not rule out the disease. If there is a definite high risk behavior involved, the test has to be repeated. Post test counseling in the case of positive test. Breaking the news. Where the test is positive, the news should be broken gently to the patient after adequate counseling. You should be sure and definite about the result. Do not give false hope to the patient by saying that he or she may need another confirmatory test. Give time to react to the news. Many patients will be shocked and will take time to react. They may manifest the various psychological reactions as already mentioned. As a counselor, you need to support the patient through all these reactions. When the pa person accepts the diagnosis, you have to help him or her to face life. Medical plan. The patient may have medical problems. Try to assist him or her to seek medical help. Not all hospitals will be willing to treat HIV patients. You as the counselor will have to identify those hospitals and doctors who, willing, who are willing to treat HIV patients. Do you know about the facilities available in the area, uh, in your community? The supplementary reading material will help you to identify some of the healthcare institutions in your state or district. Social support. The patient may be worried about the social consequences of being infected. Every problem should be assessed and a solution should be found. Social problems may begin with the family. The patient may be afraid to tell his family. Family members may want to isolate the patient. The patient may shun other family members out of fear of infecting them. Similar fears may be faced in the workplace as 
you and the patient explore various possibilities, you will be able to find solution to these problems. Perhaps you may have to organize a meeting with his or her employers, colleagues or with the family to sort out these problems. The patient may need help to organize his or her financial and legal affairs. Try to find out about various people or organizations that can help in the areas. Plan for the future. The patient may like to make a decision as to how he or she should be cared for at the time of terminal illness. Advanced directives. Help the patient to make those choices. Reduction of high-risk behavior. The patient needs to know the ways in which he or she can reduce high-risk behavior. Patient will be more receptive to avoiding those behaviors if patient knows that he or she is positive. If the patient is a drug addict, try to find facilities that will help him or her to give up drug addiction. If that is not possible, try to get clean needles and syringes for their use, needle exchange programs. If the person has multiple sex partners as a risk factor, then try to advise him or her against that practice. Patients also needs to be told about the pro protective effects of condoms, patients also have to be told about the correct use of condoms. Networking In the area, there may be groups of HIV-infected people. They may be helped to organize themselves into a support group. Try to help the patient to become the part of the group. It helps the patient to know that many like him or her have the disease and they can support one another. Patients who suffer from HIV infection often seek spiritual solace. Try to identify various spiritual organizations in the area and try to make these organizations help your patients. Patients, Support the patient. Assure the patient that you will always be there to help at the hours of his or her need. This calls for total commitment from your part. You may have to give him or her contact address so that the patient can contact you at the time of need. Can you do all these things in a single session? Obviously, it is not possible to do so in a single session. Post-test counseling is a process that involves many sessions. Crisis counseling. Patient may have acute problems that may threaten their social well-being. The parents may force the patient to marry. He or she need counseling to face such situations. Can you suggest solution to this problem? There are different ways of tackling this problem. He or she can inform the parents about his or her HIV positive status and its consequences. The patient may say that the patient is suffering from a serious disease and would like to avoid marriage. He or she may talk to his or her fiancé and tell him or her about the disease and marry if the other person is willing. The patient may find an HIV positive patient and marry that person. These are some of the options that are available and being practiced. All these possible options need to be discussed. The patient should decide the best option for himself or herself. After the best option is selected, a plan should be made to implement it. The patient decides to tell the parents about the disease. Then it should be informed to the doctors to say the same. All these details have to be worked out. The patient should report back to the counsellor and tell about the progress that he or she is making. This type of counselling is called crisis counselling. Adherence counselling. Today there is treatment available for HIV infected person. 
This treatment is known as highly active antiretroviral therapy H A A R T. Combinations of three different drugs are used. These drugs may be given as individual drug or may be formulated into a single tablet. The drugs suppress the virus improve the quality and prolong the life of HIV infected patients. These drugs have to be started at an opportune time and have to be taken lifelong. If these drugs are taken irregularly, the virus will become drug resistant and the disease will progress faster. Resistant strain will be seen in the community. While for other chronic disease, 80% adherence may prevent the progression of the disease. HIV requires more than 95% adherence. Even missing a single dose in a month can be deleterious to the patient. Hence, adherence is very important. Adherence involves change in behavior so that the patient is disciplined and conditioned to, make, to take medicines. Adherence counseling should start from the time of the diagnosis of HIV is made. Patients should be told about the availability of heart, the cost of treatment and that it will be started at an appropriate time. The Government of India has set up free antiretroviral treatment ART centers. Find a center in the area. Patient taking heart must always be monitored by a physician to see the effects of the drugs. Hence, constant and regular attendance of medical center is needed. All these aspects have to be stressed during the post-test counseling. Once the patient has been started on treatment, check about the drug intake during every counseling session. Inquire about the side effects. Find out of the patient if the patient has any difficulties in procuring the drug supply. Encourage the patient to continue the drug therapy. If patients have missed their drugs, ask about the reasons for missing the drugs. Very often, patients may forget to take the drug. Help them to overcome this difficulty by using pill organizer, reminders or by using other family members to remind them to take the medication. Every encounter with the patient talks about adherence. Group to be tested. Who are the people who need to be tested for HIV? High-risk behavior. People who have history of high-risk behavior need to be checked. People may have multiple sex partners. Under this category, sex workers and their customers can be included. Men who are away from their families for a long period of time, like truck drivers, migrants, laborers, traveling salesmen, and security personnel, etc., are likely to indulge in sex with unknown person or with different partners and are at risk of contracting the disease. Men who have sex with other men are likely to get the infection and they need to be checked for the infection. Spouse of HIV-infected patients are innocent victims of the disease. They also should be offered the test. National AIDS Control Organization guidelines for AIDS should be followed. Some medical conditions may make the doctor think of HIV infection and HIV test will be sought for by the doctor. People who have received untested blood or blood products are at risk of acquiring the infection. Similarly, organ recipients are at a high risk if the organ have not been tested before being transplanted. Consent. All testing that is done should be voluntary and with informed consent. Informed consent means that the patient will have to undergo a pre-test counseling. No test should be done without a pre-test counseling. In practice, very often it is not done. This leads to a lots of difficulties difficulties for the patient as well as healthcare workers who subsequently have to deal with the patient. 
all clinical testing should be voluntary the advantages of voluntary testing are many advantages of pre-test counseling if the patient gives uninformed consent then we can expect that he or she is prepared to face the test result he or she will trust you since he or she gives the consent he or she has control over his or her affairs he or she will be more receptive to change the behavior hence the spread of infection can be reduced to a greater extent